and uh, and Joshua. We're going to go to Joshua fourteen seven first, and we're going to talk a little bit about Caleb. And Caleb is one of those men in the Bible that he wasn't necessarily the main character, if you could say. He had a little bit, a small chapter, a couple different verses where he was the main character, where he was um, the main person that those verses were about and that those passages were about. And, uh, but he wasn't necessarily, he wasn't Joshua, he wasn't Moses, he wasn't the main leader in the front all the time. But he was underneath Joshua, and he would always support him in the things that he did. I don't believe that Joshua or Moses and Aaron would have been the leaders that they would have been if, if Caleb wouldn't have been there. If Caleb wouldn't have been the same person for the whole time that we're able to, to look at his story. And uh, so that's why this story has been an encouragement to me, because you don't have to be a leader in the front. You can be a leader in the back, and I just really appreciated that about Caleb. All right. So, um, when I was thinking about who I was preaching to tonight, I was um, realizing that all of you are going to be probably more experienced in the ministry than me, probably a little bit older, um, maybe a little bit wiser, probably all of you are a lot wiser than me, but... Um, I was just thinking about how inadequate I was, but I was talking to one of my friends. His name um, was Bill Warner. He was actually a Vietnam veteran. Um, he was 83 years old, and he actually passed away this last year. But he was one of my best buddies, and I absolutely love Brother Bill, one of the greatest guys you've ever met. And uh, he was always excited about everything he did, everything that, uh, and then everything that the church did. He was always the first person to get behind it, always the first person to push it, and... Um, he also loved to golf, so he was definitely my buddy there, too. So I would go golf with Brother Bill um, anytime we had, like, a, a church car wash. Um, I don't know if you guys do those here, but we had a car wash pretty much every camp year, and that would be our main fundraiser would be a car wash. And it was a free car wash, but you would accept donations. And Brother Bill, every year, he would bring both of his vehicles. He had Ford Fusion, like 80s old Ford truck. And uh, he would bring both vehicles, and he would pay us 100 bucks to wash each vehicle. I don't know why, but it was because, uh, looking back, it was because he loved us, and he wanted to encourage us. And, uh, but one thing that he used to tell me is, and it really broke my heart when he would tell me this, he would always tell me, Derek, I don't know why I'm still here. He was 83 years old. He, was, he had a lot of people um, had passed on before him, obviously his wife. Um, his wife had passed away as well. His wife was already in heaven. She was a Bible-believing Christian. And one of the reasons that, she was act- that he actually got involved in church. And, uh, and it was really, it kind of hurt me. I'm not going to lie. It, it, because I knew how much of an encouragement he was to me. And uh, so I was thinking about you guys today. I was thinking about um, the older people in the church. And what is something that I could share with you that you might you might enjoy, that you might be able to learn from, um, that you might be able to apply to your life. And uh, one thing that I think spans every generation, it doesn't matter what age you are, it doesn't matter how old, how old you are, how young you are, um, how new you are to Christianity, one thing that we must have is a purpose, okay? And all of us have a purpose. So we're going to look at Caleb, and uh, we're going to look how he, at how he stayed with his purpose, and uh, how he followed his purpose, and um, some of the things that God did in his life. All right? So we're going to look at verse 7 first and go through verse 15. It says, Forty years old was I when, I, when, was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to espy out the land 
and I brought him word again as it was in mine heart. Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt, but I wholly followed the Lord my God. And Moses sware on that day, saying, Surely the land whereon thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance and thy children's forever, because thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. And now behold, the Lord hath kept me alive, as he said, these forty and five years, even since the Lord spake this word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old. As yet I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me, as my strength was then, even so is my strength now, for war, both to go out and to come in. Now therefore, give me this mountain, whereof the Lord spake in that day. For thou heardest in that day how the Anakims were there, and that the cities were great and fenced. If so be, the Lord will be with me. Then I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. And Joshua blessed him, and gave unto Caleb the son of Jephunneh, Hebron, from an inheritance. Hebron, therefore, became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, unto this day, because that he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. And the name of Hebron before was Kerjath Arba, which Arba was a great man among the Anakims, and the land had rest from war. All right, so um, what we see here is we see multiple different things um, about Caleb's life that he's able to reflect on in Joshua 14. And uh, one of those was in Numbers. Um, when he got the promise from God, obviously you guys know the story of Caleb, and uh, you know the story of Joshua, how they were sent into the land where they had a purpose, and that purpose was to spy out the land and come back and tell Joshua how to conquer it. Their purpose wasn't to go in and tell Joshua if they should. It was how to, not if they should. It wasn't conditional on, on what they thought. They were just supposed to go look. They were supposed to come back with the report of how to conquer. And that's one thing that Caleb and Joshua both did. They both knew their purpose. They both knew that. And they both came back to encourage the people. And that's what they did. And uh, it says um, in, in verse 2 uh, of Numbers 14, it says, And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron. And the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we had died in this wilderness. And that's a pretty sad verse as well. Because they had, brought, they had been in captivity for all of their lives. They had been... Uh, delivered from that captivity in a way that obviously God had done. They had seen ten plagues. Um, They had seen Pharaoh actually release them, which nobody just... In that that time, obviously, slaves were uh, property, and uh, they um, they were a net worth, essentially. And I don't know about you, but I haven't heard about any millionaires, any kings, any any, uh, presidents, well some presidents, um, uh, any kings just giving away all of their net worth. And that's what they were able to see. They were able to see um, God humble a man that was super prideful, that um, thought of himself as a God, that his people thought of him as a God. And uh, they were able to see that. Um, But through that, they still said, would to God that we had died in the wilderness. And uh, that's just something that they saw, and they, they turned back on what they were promised. And uh, so, so God 
um, tells them in, in verse 23 of Numbers, it says, Surely they shall not see the land which I swear unto their fathers, neither shall any of them that provoked me see it. And uh, that's exactly what happened. They wandered in the wilderness. You know the story. Forty years they, they spent in the wilderness, and uh, they spent the rest of their lives just wandering around, not having a purpose. And uh, because the purpose that God had called them to do, they forgot it. When it was the chance to fulfill the promise, when, it was the, when they had a chance to fulfill that purpose, and to actually do what their whole lives, what, what 400 years of, uh, of Israeli people had dreamed of, and, and they forgot it in that moment. And um, a couple of them had uh, realized it after they uh, denied what God told them to do. Um, and the Bible tells us that they went back into the land, they tried to conquer it, and uh, they, they were killed. And uh, multiple of them, um, I don't remember the verse, but, um, and uh, that's just something that is an encouragement to me, just keep going. And uh, when God tells you um, to do something, the time is now. It's not, maybe I should wait just a little bit, it's, it's the time is now. And I think of many soul winning stories where um, the Lord has convicted my heart, about maybe going to talk to a person. And uh, sometimes I say, well, Lord, it's raining outside. Like, Why would I get out of the car? It's raining outside. They don't want to be outside either. They're not going to listen to what I have to say. But multiple times um, I've actually done that. I've actually, when I've uh, been convicted of the Holy Spirit to go share the gospel, I've I've gotten out. And uh, when that time is now, I've gotten out at the correct timing. And uh, I've been able to see many people saved. even here um, in Indiana and Arkansas, just multiple different stories of how God is, um, how he's orchestrated the day, uh, like the whole day, just so I could meet that one person. And uh, looking back, it's really awesome to see um, one of those. um, His name is Angel, and uh, this was in Arkansas maybe four or five years ago now. And he was uh, a young man, and uh, he was just outside walking his dog. And it was raining outside. Um, I was just bus visiting on a normal Saturday with my youth director, who was my bus captain at the time. And we were visiting one of our, our main prospects, one of our uh, main people that would ride on the bus. And they didn't answer that day. So we had to go back to them um, just to see if we could catch him again. And the second time we went back, it was raining outside. I did not want to get out of the car because it's raining. Who wants to get wet? So I, uh, I kind of stayed in the car for a little bit um, as my youth pastor went up to see um, the people that were uh, our normal prospects. And he got out of the car, went to the one side of the street. And I look over, and there's a kid walking his German shepherd. And normally when I'm visiting, anytime I'm visiting, I see people outside and I love to talk to them because God has brought them outside, and they're already they're already halfway open to the gospel. If you're door knocking and you knock on the door, they have to actually open the door. And but if if they're already outside, you can already talk to them. They they can't run away. Well, they can. But and so I was. It was just God pricked my heart, and He said, "So this young man's eternity is is worth less to you than." You like five minutes getting in the rain. And so I was like, okay, you don't have to get that personal about it. I'll get out. So I got out of the car, and I went over, and I started talking to him. Um, I talked to him about his dog. He had like six ferrets. Anyways, a bunch of different stories. I just talked to him for maybe four or five minutes, and then I asked him if he had a church that he got to go to anywhere. He said no. So I was like, 
this is perfect. I'll invite him to my church. So I invited him to my church. He said uh, he would like to come on Sunday. And, uh, but he had one problem. He said his mom, he had, I had to talk to his mom. His mom only spoke Spanish, okay? I do not speak Spanish, no hablo español, okay? So I had to go find um, a person in our church that could help me follow, that could help me follow up with that person um, to get him in church. But I, I knew that I had to go do that. But um, I knew maybe I wouldn't actually be able to see him tomorrow. Maybe he wasn't able to come on Sunday. And uh, so I decided to witness to him. Then I asked him if he ever um, asked Christ into his heart. He said no. So I shared the gospel with him. He was able to get saved. All that to say, if I would have missed God's timing, if I would have missed God's placement, I would not have been able to fulfill the purpose that I had for that day. It was a relatively unproductive day. Um, but for Angel, I think it was a pretty productive day. He, he now had a home in heaven. And uh, there's just multiple different stories like that. Um, I think of a guy in, in uh, Chicago named Joseph, um, just a great guy that I was able to meet. Um, and then there's, other, there's been some people here as well. Um, the kid literally stood in the pouring rain with me for about 10 minutes um, as I was able to share the gospel with him. That was uh, during the, the teen marathon soul winning. And uh, the Teen Soul Winning Marathon. And uh, that was just great encouragement as well. But all that to say, when God has put a, a purpose in your heart and he's promised that um, he will be with you, he's promised that his word won't return void, he's promised certain things. You have a purpose, otherwise you wouldn't be here. God has left us here because he wants us to share the gospel. And that's something that we must do. And it, it's not just um, a suggestion, but it's a, it's a commission, it's a command. Um, so, uh, just an encouragement to me, an encouragement to you. Um, continue to, to follow your purpose, um, because all of us have a purpose. And uh, let's look at uh, some of the things that Caleb could have been distracted by when, um, before, before he got his purpose and uh, before he got to fulfill his purpose. Okay? So, Caleb would have been, at this time, um, when he first went into Spy at the Land, he would have been around 40 years old. And... Um, Obviously, he would have been an adult in Egypt. So he was raised in Egypt as a slave. He was able to see God deliver um, the whole children of Israel from Egypt. And then he was able to see um, Israel deny what God had wanted them to do. And uh, we already looked at that in Numbers. They, they denied what um, and where God wanted them to go. And uh, they, he saw them waste their lives, and uh, so that was one thing. He saw Israel forgot their purpose and num- for, forget their purpose in numbers. Um, he was able to see Korah swallowed up in numbers. Um, he was able to see fourteen thousand seven hundred dying by the plague um, in the wilderness. He was able to see Aaron's budding rod. He was able to see the death of Miriam. Um, he was um, able to live through the water from the rock and Moses' sin. And he was able to see how Moses didn't get to go into the promised land. Um, he was able to see Edom destroying Israel's passage, the death of uh, Aaron, um, the serpent of brass, Israel's defeat of Og and uh, Sihon, Balak and Balaam. He was able to see Israel's idolatry, how they worshipped um, other gods and uh, put other gods before their own god. He was able to see Joshua appointed to succeed Moses. And uh, obviously he probably would have been one of his best friends. He would have... Um, been one of the only people 
that was the same age that would have went into Israel with um, Caleb, so they would have probably been best buddies, in my mind at least. Um, he was able to see uh, the killing of the Midianites. And uh, through all these things, he never forgot his purpose. He never forgot that God had promised him that he was going to go into the land of Israel, and what he stepped his foot on, he was going to be able to accomplish. He was able to see the golden calf. He was able to see the the clean and unclean animals and how God had told him, um, this is what you can eat, this is what you can't eat. He was able to see the tithe laws. And uh, I think that when uh, Caleb was learning all these things, he was thinking, okay, well, when I get my mountain, when when I fulfill my promise, when I fulfill my purpose and I'm able to see God's promise come to fruition, he said, I'll be able to tithe on it. And uh, he was able to see the, the death of Moses. He was able to see the two spies sent into Jericho. And um, I, I kind of wonder, what was Caleb thinking when those two spies went into Israel or when they went into Jericho? I believe he was praying. I know it would have been a little bit different um, in those times than, than us praying now, but I think that he would have been um, praying for those people to come back and be encouraging and um, be uh, telling them that, that you can go. Like, uh, this is the time, now is the time to go. He was able to see the fall of Jericho. Uh, he was able to see Achan's sin. He was able to destroy um, Ai with the people of Israel. He was able to, um, to witness being tricked by Gibeon. He was able to see the sun standing still. After all that, that all that he had seen in his past, he never forgot what God, what God had called him to do. And uh, that's something that we should do um, as young people, as old people. We have a purpose, and that purpose is to wholly follow the Lord our God. And uh, and uh, Let's look at uh, the definition of a purpose. It says, Something set up as an object or end to be attained, a subject under discussion, or an action in course of execution, to propose as an aim to oneself. So Caleb got his promise in, uh, in Numbers, and in, uh, in, in Joshua he was able to recount that. And uh, he got his purpose, and his purpose was to wholly follow the Lord my God. But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him, and hath followed me fully, him will I bring into the land whereinto he went, and his seed shall possess it. And uh, many times I know I get, to, I get distracted by certain things. Um, a couple years ago, a couple summers ago, I was able to um, renovate an RV. And I was able to renovate it for my mom. Um, but when you're renovating something you find more problems underneath the problems that you thought you were going to be able to fix, okay? And uh, I, th- I just think that uh, Caleb probably would have been doing the same thing. He probably would have been um, encouraging people, yeah, we got to keep going, we got to keep going into the land of Israel. And then he was able to see a lot of their unbelief. He was able to see um, things like that that um, would have been completely in contrast to what God wanted them to do. And, uh, but he was able to witness um, them forget their promise. And uh, Caleb saw God's preservation and used his time to prepare. And uh, that's what I like to do as a young man. Um, I'm able to um, recognize that God has preserved you guys um, to be an encouragement to me. 
And uh, whether you realize it or not, you are being here tonight. And you are being here multiple different Wednesday nights. And uh, you're an encouragement to your pastor as well. You're an encouragement to the staff. And uh, whether you realize it or not, you are. And uh, that's one purpose that you guys have here tonight. And um, he's seen wars. He had seen God's blessing. He had seen cursing. He had seen God fulfill his promise. And, uh, but he used that time to prepare. And uh, the things that he was able to see, he was able to see wars, like I said. And uh, he referenced that later when he said, my strength is like it was 45 years ago. He said, I'm still ready to go. I'm still ready to, to go out there. I'm still ready to, in our case, in our, I'm ready to witness. I'm ready to, to take on um, the world um, or, as some people say, charge hell with a wet mop. Um, but he, had, he was able to see God's blessing. He was able to see um, certain promises that God had fulfilled. Um, he said that they were still going to go into the land of Israel. He said that it was going to take them a while and that everybody from that generation was going to pass away. And uh, could you imagine being the last person of that generation and the younger people looking at you and they're like, well, once he passes away, then we can go into the land of Israel. Then we can go into the promised land. Anyways, that was a little... um, But he was able to see uh, God's blessing. He was able to see what God had done in the past. He was able to see God's protection. And... um, uh, Israel had been attacked multiple times um, in the wilderness. They had um, tried to pass through different spots in the wilderness, and they had uh, things like that that he was able to see them uh, go through. And uh, it just strengthened his resolve to, to remember his purpose, to remember the promise that God had made. And uh, he had seen God's cursing. He had seen that, that God is a just God and uh, that he will keep his promises, but he will also... Um, deal correctly with the people that, that uh, sin or forsake him. And uh, it was obviously an encouragement to him to, when he gets back to the land of Israel, to not back away, to just push forward this time, have absolutely no regrets, no, no reserves, and uh, just go full, full steam ahead into the land of Israel. And then he had seen many promises fulfilled, many, many promises. Um, he had seen them actually get to go back in and actually get to defeat Jericho. He had been dreaming about it for 45 years, and he was able to see that come to pass. He was able to see them defeat AI after a certain couple of hiccups, um, as we all know. Um, But he was able to see what God had done in his life. He was able to see what God had done in other people's lives, and he was able to uh, follow God's promise there. So, um, in closing, our our encouragement to you tonight is uh, we're all still here for a purpose. Um, Find yours, and uh, never forget it in all of life's distractions. We'll go back to my story about Brother Bill, um, my friend. He, the one that said, I don't know why I'm still here. Um, well, Brother Bill spent a couple more years after the last time I heard him say that um, on earth, still being an encouragement, um, still encouraging people um, more than I think he realized. But one thing that God had in his future that we hadn't seen that he didn't know was going to happen was about a year and a half before he passed away, his, one of his sons was able to move back to Arkansas. He was in North Carolina, um, and they were uh, slightly distanced from each other. They weren't um, as much in communication as they wanted to be or as much as Brother Bill wanted to be in. And uh, his son was not in church as much as he needed to be. 
And, um, but he was able to move back. He was able to move to Arkansas and uh, be able to spend more time with Brother Bill. And uh, to be able to spend time with Brother Bill, you were able to see God's love working through him and uh, God's, uh, God's hand moving in his heart. And he was always an encouragement to me, always an encouragement to the different golf courses that he would go to. And uh, anytime I would go golfing with Brother Bill, um, he would invite somebody to church every time. Um, and multiple times, we were able to see visitors, actually. Um, but also multiple times, when he would invite people to church, um, they would say, Bill, I already told you no. So in other words, he was already witnessing to them. He had, it wasn't just witnessing when he was with us, um, but he was witnessing when he was by himself. And he was able to see multiple different people saved um, from his golf ministry, as he would call it. So, um, but Brother Bill was able to see his son come back, and now his son, um, from my understanding, is still in our church. He's still serving our church. Um, he goes two or three times a week when his job allows him. And uh, that was Brother Bill's purpose. And he didn't realize it then, but he realized it before he passed away. So let me just be an encouragement to you tonight. You guys have a purpose. You, you, obviously, you fulfilled many different things um, in your past. You've been able to see God overcome great things in your life, more things than um, I might even be able to witness in my future. You've already been through it, and you've already um, seen God's promises. You've already seen his blessings. You have already seen... Um, spiritual wars that you've been able to come through as, as a victor, and uh, you've, been art, you've already been through certain trials that I've never been through. But you still have a purpose, and you still have um, God's promise. And uh, that purpose is to still fully um, and wholly follow God's word and uh, follow him to the best of your ability. And that's something that I've been trying to learn to do and uh, something that I don't think any of us can ever attain. But that's our purpose. Our purpose is to fully and wholly Follow the Lord and uh, follow his word. And um, it's not going to chase you down. It's, it's, it's a book. You've got to read it. If you're not reading it, if you're not staying in it, then the problem is on you. Um, I heard one pastor tell us, and he told me this actually. He said, um, he said, Derek, you have as much God in your life as you want in your life. And that's one thing that's... I've tried to use to direct my life. Um, you have as much God as you want in your life. And uh, because you can seek him or you cannot seek him. You can, you can find him as he promised or you, you cannot find him because you don't seek him. Um, so just encouragement to you tonight. You have a purpose. Your purpose is to wholly follow the Lord your God. And you don't know what God's going to do in your future. Um, even though you might be older, you might, be, um, you might think you have... Uh, everything else in your life planned out in the future. But maybe you have a person in your life that God is still working on, that he wants to bring to church, and he wants to use you guys to do it. And he wants to use your testimony to do it, and you're the only person that can do it. And if you don't follow God, who's going to follow God, and who, who's going to be the witness to them? Okay. And... Uh, that's all I got for you tonight. Um, but... If, uh, if you'd like, you can bow your head, close your eyes. And um, I know this sermon was an encouragement to my heart um, when I was studying it. And uh, maybe, you, maybe you haven't seen your purpose because you haven't met the purpose giver. 
you haven't met the person that, uh, that is giving the purpose, that, that is knowing you and uh, loves you. And uh, maybe you haven't been able to witness to people because you don't have the light in you. And um, if, uh, if that is you tonight, and uh, you'd like, you can raise your hand. And some of us would love to come to you, share the gospel with you, let you know how much God loves you, um, let, let, us, let you know um, how he died for you, and uh, things like that. And um, uh, if it's been an encouragement to your heart, just uh, ask God to renew your purpose and uh, fulfill um, uh, your promise and uh, things like that in your heart. Just help him to be, uh, let, him, let him guide you and uh, help you follow him um, in all that you have and all that you do. And um, because, like I said, he's not gonna he's not gonna chase you down necessarily. It's a book you got to seek him, and uh, you have to find him. Thank you for this for this night. Thank you for the service that we were able to attend tonight, and uh, thank you for these people listening so attentively. And um, I ask that um, something I was able to say tonight is an encouragement to them, and uh, they're able to apply something that they've learned um, to their lives and uh, help us to uh, come back and uh, be faithful to your church and uh, faithful to your house on Sunday, and uh, bring us back. And we'll praise you all for everything that we're able to see you do. You may pray. Amen. 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 You're dismissed.